0: Hey everybody, it's John from restaurantmastering.com. How are you doing? Hope everybody had a great couple of weeks. This week in this podcast, we're going to be covering a topic that I cover on restaurantmastering.com called how to start a restaurant. On restaurantmastering.com, I have a whole section dedicated on how to start a restaurant. One of the very first lessons is doing a demographical study how many people have ever heard of doing a demographical study how many people have done one before exactly i had never done one before until i got into this business and i was start starting to think about expanding further beyond the two stores that we already had one store prefer performed very well the other one was not performing as well so i knew that doing a demographical study to pick a third location Is something I wanted to do It's very important And in this podcast episode We go through how to do it Uh, I talked to a friend of mine Her name is Laura From the Small Business Center here in Michigan I call her a friend Because I talk to her You know A few times a year Now that I own my own business Just bounce ideas off of her And she has a lot of resources Available to her and I suggest if you're gonna be opening up a business of any kind if it's a restaurant business or if it's a clothing store what it is I, I suggest you getting in contact with your local small business center when you're starting a restaurant or any kind of business it's very important that you do a lot of research at the beginning the more research you do at the beginning the better the chance you have at making it work you're gonna be spending a lot of money and a lot of time into this and you wanna make sure it's gonna work there's a saying by Pat Flynn he says fail fast fail quick so if your idea is gonna fail if your restaurants gonna fail you wanna know at the beginning that it's gonna fail so I suggest you pay attention go to my my website click on how to start a restaurant and follow along with all those lessons and you are definitely gonna increase your chances of succeeding. So, without furthermore, enjoy.
1: I'd like to welcome you to RestaurantMastering.com podcast, brought to you by someone who lives in the Northwest and wears shorts all year long,
0: John Kinnanen. All right, hello. This is John Kinnanen with RestaurantMastering.com i'm here today with lori from the small business development center here in michigan uh, this is going to go along with my unit on how to start a restaurant one of the very first things you want to do is you want to start with demographic study i came to her before when we were going to open up our third store and she helped me out and so i thought that this would be a great research resource to pass on to you guys and Without further ado, here's Lori.
1: Hi John, it's great to be here. (laughs) So, uh, you and I were talking a little bit about um, when you're starting a restaurant, first thing you want to know is, is this a good idea, right?
0: Right, right, definitely.
1: And um, I I think uh, let's even back up a little bit, maybe not call it demographic study yet, let's call just a feasibility study. Is this a feasible idea? And we're gonna use market research to answer that question.
0: Correct, that's probably one of the smartest things you can do. When you're about to start a restaurant is you want to see if this idea is going to work in the area that you're thinking about opening up your restaurant. Otherwise, you're going to be wasting a bunch of money, a bunch of time, and you're just going to end up with closed doors. So the more research you do at the beginning, the more likely you are to succeed. It may be the longer road. It might not be the quickest way you want to do things. But from experience, this is the right way to do things so what was the first thing you want to look at when you're doing a feasibility study when you're about to open up a restaurant
1: first thing is to find out who is your target customer who's your target market we might say if you're opening a second restaurant you already know who your customer is pretty well you know kind of you know you know their taste right? right you know maybe their age or in the age range you know when anybody comes to our offices and says oh everyone's my customer. You've heard that one before? Oh,
0: I definitely have heard that before. You think everybody's your customer, but really, that's not true. You have a target market that you want to make sure is located near or around your restaurant.
1: Yeah, so we're looking uh, we're looking at a few characteristics, and and yeah, we would call these demographics. Demographics are statistics that may um, come from uh, census data, and and they describe things like our age, um, our income, uh, our occupations. And they're going to they're going to help us uh, really define who's our customer. So who would you define as your target customer?
0: Well, with our restaurant that we have, we have a pizzeria. And so we're really targeting households that eat pizza, you know, small families, large families, uh, single men like to eat a lot of pizza. So that's kind of our target area. It's not everybody's target area. But that's where we started.
1: Okay. So, what do you do if you're opening for the first time and you're just guessing at your target market? Well, there are a couple things you can do. I'm gonna I'm gonna name some uh, market research um, resources throughout our interview, mm-hmm. and I realize you have a national audience. Um, so, at the end, I'll kind of point to some places where uh, people can find some of these resources. Okay. So um, first thing, if you don't know who your customer is, uh, your target market is, you might look for something that describes your best customer. There's a report called best customer. And, and I know, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah.
1: So the best customer report can't actually say, well, let's say you want to open a bakery, and uh, it can't say who goes to bakeries, but it can say who buys baked goods. So it's not going to say who goes to pizzerias, but it'll say who buys pizza. Right. So we have kind of an idea in terms of income, age, gender, who our best customer might be. Mm-hmm. If you can't find this report, um, you might have to do your own market research. And you could do that by uh, doing a survey tool. Uh, survey Monkey is a free one. And you might you know, post something on social media. Mm-hmm. And you want to find out who likes pizza, how many times they eat it, how close they are to x location.
0: Right, definitely. That's a great place to start, great way to start. You're looking, you, you want to look like there's like a mile radius around your restaurant that you want to look at. What, what's, what mile radius do you start with?
1: Yeah, we um most of the reports we use can you can actually just plug in like three different points. You can you can start with we can do either county, but you know, if you're looking at specific addresses. So so now, you know, we know our customer. Now let's look at the location and do a location analysis. Right. And and We use the actual addresses of different buildings that, you know, we've been out, driving around, working with a realtor maybe, and we have kind of our hit list of best potentials. And so um, I'd say pretty common is doing a a one, three, and five mile analysis of all of these. Um, And depending on the type of restaurant you're opening, this can be really key. Um, I'm going to – pulling something in front of you. And this is an infographic. And uh, I found this recently, and it's titled Driving Times to Local Businesses. And there are all types of different businesses that are on here, but, but I see two that jump out that might be of interest to uh, your people. And I, I see a pub, and it looks like people only only wanna drive 14 minutes to this location. It's, it's a little closer to home, um, probably uh, you know your favorite pub you've been going to. And then if they're going to a restaurant, They'll drive about 17 minutes. So, you know, we don't have to um, analyze everything in our city. We want to really just look within sort of a ring, and that's why we call it a ring, right. you know, a radius of one, three, or five miles. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: I did not know that there was this graphic available to you. This is awesome. This is one of the reasons why you want to do a feasibility study and really talk to an expert expert. Um, like Lori from the Small Business Development Center uh, because they do have these kind of resources available and it's going to really probably blow your mind actually because I remember it blew my mind the first time we sat down together at all the information there is available really out there that you probably don't know if you're like I was so that that right there is awesome
1: yeah, I, I found that on my own, um, a, a firm had done this nationally, and uh, I, I like to go out and look for resources, uh, you know, I'll Google resources often, and then you just have to, you have to really um, ensure the credibility of the resource. So this was a firm, and they described their sample target market and how many um, people took the survey and where they were from, and so I could see it was a credible resource. So maybe let's go, let's think about what's the information we want to get in order to um, describe, you know, in order to create this um, location analysis. Well, Mm -hmm. we're going to look at some of that census data, those demographics. So um, we have like average household income, Mm -hmm. we might look at population. We might look at number of households. We might look at at age. Those are all great things to look at in terms of describing uh, the locations. And and so, um, John, we're we're looking at a grid here that compares several potential locations yes. on those. And and you know, what do you what do you see when you look at household income?
0: You see a, a huge range from city to city it starts off with one of them at 78,000 average household income that's probably per year Uh, then it goes all the way down to the lowest one is probably fifty two thousand dollars a year is your average household income so if you're really looking at average household income to see how much money people really have to spend uh, when they're going out to eat this is going to be a big factor
1: yeah again it 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 um goes back to what your concept is right, right. and so for pizza um People may spend more on pizza or have the ability because mm-hmm. it's not as high priced as your higher end restaurants. Correct. Yeah, and so let's see. Oh, we also we also see the age. We see um, average household size, and then we're also looking at how many people are in the household, and and so we put some uh, of this data together and created our own analysis from that. So, this is this is one thing that, you know, working with a consultant can do because you can run reports till the cows come home. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Literally, yes, you can.
1: But if you don't know what the data means, it's not really helpful. So, access to the data is one thing, but having somebody to kind of guide you through a structure of of comparison I think can be key as well.
0: Yeah, somebody that's done it before really is key coming from you know you you know if you're trying to open up your first restaurant you may not have a clue as to what to look for but if you go to a consultant or um, you find a local business like what i found like at the small business development center they they this, this is what they do this is what they do they help businesses get started and they will guide you through the feasibility study. And you, you'll eventually find a great location as long as you have a few picked out because the one you love and you think is going to be great, <laughs> coming from experience, it's it might not be the greatest. So, yeah, it's definitely worth it to have uh, some kind of consulting firm help you out. Um, looking th- this over, I mean, you can get, detailed numbers even like on what who eats frozen pizza or you know how much they spend on dinners or how much they spend on lunch Uh, the number of businesses in the area that might be big if you're if you're starting a pizza place you know the number of businesses in the area might determine if you're gonna have a great lunch crowd depending on how much competition there is in, around you but that's all stuff that can be t- determined from the feasibility study so
1: yeah let, let me describe a little bit about some of these reports that we got some of this information from. So when we're looking at the average spend on a dinner or a lunch, um, these are average annual spends, and we're we're um, uh, getting these from consumer expenditure reports. Mm-hmm. And and you can get them on on everything from oh gosh, you can find out what people spend on broccoli to tires to clothing. And it, you'd be yeah, I know it's it's amazing. There's <laughs> there's so much stuff up there. Yeah,
0: you wouldn't believe it actually.
1: And um, what this does it 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 gives us an indication, you know, do people closer to that one-mile area, are they spending more on lunch, Mm -hmm. or are people further out? And this gives you a good idea of um, what's sort of the um, sentiment of the population there. Do they want to spend money at lunch, and you're opening a lunch place. Right. Um, one other kind of report that I wanted to suggest—I don't believe we ran it—but it's called traffic count, and and this is key to find yeah. out if people are driving by. Sometimes you might fall in love with a location, but mm-hmm. there's not enough traffic, and yeah. you can you can uh, run like the cross streets by uh, any um, Department of Transportation.
0: It's funny you say that because the interview I did recently with Dave from Big B Coffee—he just opened up a Big B Coffee—and he said one of the things they had him do is they had him go and stand at the corner of basically a an intersection near him and just with a little clicker just click how many cars went by in, I think an hour he was supposed to do it for and he he said he was completely amazed I mean his is the only coffee shop around so he's probably gonna do pretty good but uh, yeah when you said that that reminded me of that you definitely want to know the car count going by your your location.
1: Yeah, and I think um, observation is, is that's your own kind of market research as well. And you might want to stand out, you know, can you, is is there another place down the street or across the street where you can kind of station yourself for the day and do your count and see how many people go into, you know, another location so you actually see what kind of foot traffic is on the street. That can be key. Yeah. Okay, so, once we've really done uh, dug into some of the dem- demographics, we want to think about a competitive analysis <laughs> this is oh, this is huge, so yeah, so there are a couple ways to do this. so before we get jump into the reports and do it, you want to do your own because Wow, in the restaurant business, it's so easy to run your own competitive analysis. You can go to any of these restaurants, right. and and there are lots of things you can do. You know, you want to look at uh, location and convenience. You know, what about concept? You know, how does that right. compare to what you're trying to launch? Um, how's the customer service? How does the menu stack up? What's the pricing? What's the quality like? Mm-hmm. You know, these are all things you can create your own analysis.
0: Yes, you can, and just by driving around your area and seeing what other pizza places there are, or what other, say you're opening up a steakhouse, what other kind of steaks, steak restaurants there are out there. Um, a good way to do this also is just by googling, googling restaurants, restaurants in, you know, Lapeer, Lapeer, Michigan, or whatever city you're in, and seeing what comes up. Uh, that's a great way to do it too.
1: I've got a report for you though. <laughs> I've got, I've yeah, got. I've got, I've got. So one of the tools we have used is Reference USA. Um, there are also some others uh, available out there and again um, I'll point you to some locations where you can find some of these. But these are, um, they really list all of the businesses in the US and you can run a report mm-hmm. again by location and see um, oh, well, you can run it by industry. We use industry codes, mm-hmm. and um, uh, sometimes you can even drill down a little more. I believe we were able to find one that was pizza mm-hmm. and and you can see uh, how close competition is and are they you know is there somebody that you aren 't seeing that isn 't just down the street but within mm-hmm. that one that three that five mile radius what 's your competition mm-hmm. like D- Did you learn something on that yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I learned a painful, painful thing like that. Actually, there ended up being 25 other pizza places within a one-mile radius of the location where we were opening. So, well, we weren't even opening. We were just taking over a another pizza place, really. And I had just fallen in love with the area, and it was my first restaurant that i've worked at and so i kind of wanted wanted that location for mine so i could be like this is where i started and i made the mistake of falling in love with it before i did a feasibility study really and when i was talking about expanding to a third restaurant is when i contacted uh this firm and i really should have contacted them from the beginning it was a An expensive lesson, but a lesson learned nonetheless. (laughs)
1: Okay, um... So one of the things we also want to see is, um, if we're looking at pizza restaurants, we're looking at direct competition, but we also want to see just restaurants in general. So we also looked at the number of limited service, you know, fast food, quick service, and the number of full service restaurants, because people have the option to spend their money multiple ways. And, and uh, you are going to be operating with blinders on if you think, well, there's no other pizza joint. Well, okay, you know, <laughs> great for some days, but there are many, many other options possibly for them to spend their money. So that's something wa- you want to be aware of as well. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about some other areas of uh, market research? We've got some psychographics. And I don't know yeah. if I've used that term with you, but it's it's kind of cool.
0: It's a, it's a new phrase to me. Um, customer segmentation, I guess, is what it is referred to as, and I'm not. I wasn't too familiar with customer segmentation until I met with met with you. So I'm going to let you describe it a little and tell our audience really what it is.
1: Great. So, um, well, first of all, psychographics um, is more about. Um, Oh, classifying people according to their attitudes, their interests, their aspirations. So mm-hmm. this is like, this is the really sort of touchy-feely, squishy stuff, and... um It can be a little creepy sometimes because (laughs) what we can find out in research reports is really amazing. It's not just data, but it's really what are people doing and what do they like to do? And then we want to figure out what sort of meaning can we glean from that. So a customer segmentation report, and there are several companies that do this. You might look for a tapestry report or mosaic or landscape. Those are three different names of reports that all do very similar things. Mm -hmm. And, And across the country, there are roughly 60 or so customer segment groups. And, and so these are residential groups. They're looking at, at different residential areas. And um, all three of these reports have uh, defined. Uh, each segment group with a with a cute little name that kind of um, identifies something about who they are. I recall one, uh, Metropolitans, um, kind of uh, oh, uh, they think they're very very urbane and they you know they love French food and foreign travel and and mm-hmm. so we're we're discovering all kinds of things about uh, these potential customers and so. Um, uh, I, you know, I'm, I I brought a couple here. This is from a different report called Landscape, and it's one that I've used many times. Mm-hmm. And and I have one um, one customer segment here called Double Wides. Mm-hmm. W- what does that name to sc- say to you, John?
0: <laughs> well, Double Wides immediately when you when you hear it, you think of uh, a trailer park. Really, that's what I think of because Double Wide. That's what they're called.
1: <laughs> You're right on, and um, you know a... We were talking a little early, and I said it's not that we're stereotyping people. What really, what we're trying to do is find people who have specific lifestyles and interests. And we want to match them up with the right kind of business, mm-hmm. um, especially when we're starting a restaurant. And so, yeah, these are people who often live in mobile homes, and you know, for many reasons, they love the mobility or the low-cost housing. But um, they're typically in a uh, medium age of 30s, married, and their household income is 30 to 50. 000. And they're a mix of both white and blue color. Now, not every location is going to have this customer group. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we plug in that address mm-hmm. and we run our one, three, and five mile radius. Yeah. And I think this one popped up on yours, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. So one of the one of the cities you were looking at was a double wide. And mm-hmm. and what's really interesting is it can tell us a lot about the customer and. Actually, some, some food purchases. Um, you're going to be surprised. They, they like to buy canned meats, no baked cakes, and pies. <laughs> but they like to eat at Cracker Barrel, at Hardy's Fast Food. It, this is getting a little creepy, right? They're right. telling us exactly the types of things and that Oscar they. TV. <laughs> Country Music Channel, Daytime Television. They, um, they re- read fishing, hunting, and automotive magazines. They like going freshwater fishing. So, if we're, st- we're opening that fine dining restaurant, we're not gonna locate near this neighborhood, are we?
0: Right, definitely not. Um, looking at this report, it's really cool because it tells you what kind of activities they like. They like fishing, TV, they, they like to watch fishing shows. Uh, they like to watch fishing freshwater shows, specifically. They don't even like to watch saltwater shows. So, it can narrow it down no matter what type of business you're really trying to open it says on here they like nascar tv so in the media solutions it says uh magazines fishing and hunting automotive magazines speed channel daytime tv and country radio like you said and you can get all that information just from where, where did you find this information again
1: so this was a report called Landscape, but as I mentioned, there are several out on the market, um, mm-hmm. different ones, and they all do something very similarly. I'm now looking at a different report, and, and, and these this group, uh, they're called Managing Business, which um, isn't as indicative a title, but we know they buy pasta machines, espresso makers, they like imported wines, <laughs> so suddenly we're in a very different customer group, and maybe right. this is the... This is where we want to locate that upscale restaurant, but we also learned a few things about them. they It sounds like they really like convenience, and they like grab-and-go uh, fast food restaurants that are kind of um, above your average uh, grocery convenience purchase. They like ready-to-eat muffins, energy bars, bottled coffee drinks, mm-hmm. but they are still, still family oriented. They eat at friendlies, All-American Burger and Ice Cream uh, restaurant chain. So. We we get some some uh, clear information uh, about what they like. Oh, they also like foreign travel, and they spend three to six thousand dollars on their travel excursions. So that says a lot, you know. Yeah. Um, and they make uh, up to seventy thousand dollars. So we have a good idea of who this customer is. Right.
0: Yes, you do. And if you're. Wow, there's a nice thunderstorm going on outside. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys could hear that or not, but that was pretty loud. Uh, but getting back to that report, um, what I found interesting about it is it, it even tells you they like foreign travel and they'll spend three to six thousand dollars on it. So if you're a any kind of business, you know, like say you were Disney World, they probably look at this this same exact re- kind of reports when they're trying to target where they're going to send out their social media advertising to or things like that. I mean, it's, it's crazy that we have all the same resources now that big businesses had back in the 80s and the 90s. Now, little mom-and-pop sh- uh, restaurants can get the same kind of information, and we can be successful. We just have to do the research, and we can't go into it blind. Like we used to have to when you know in the 80s and 90s and now we, we just you find a firm they're not all super expensive and some of them are are even free so i want to go over i'm, I'm just going to list some of the other uh segment groups here uh you got suburban sing- singles you got uh kindred spirits is another group type uh sublime suburbia Uh, Urban Moms, Uh, these are all different segment uh, groups just like the two that we talked about. We had Double Wides and we covered Managing Business is the second type. So, yeah, that's part of it. What's the next part?
1: Let me make one more point about looking at these customer segments. And and one of the things is we can use them to kind of um, uh, associate interests. So um, depending on the different type of business, we've, we've got that, uh, the Double Wides, and they like the NASCAR and the Blue Collar, and they might be great for, you know, I was joking earlier about a gizzard shop, you know? Right. or Or really it is that family restaurant uh, or, or the pizza shop. Um, oh, my gosh, what if you're looking to open a vegan restaurant? Well, what's something, you know, I don't think in in our report we're going to see vegan because it's pretty small, Mm -hmm. but we can find something similar. We can find anything that mentions healthy lifestyle or how about yoga, you know? Look for some of these associated activities and interests to better align what you want to do and the location and the interests of that customer group.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I did see earlier, too, on one of these reports something about yoga that said, you know, you can break it down even to what kind of activities they like to do. So that's going to help you narrow down your group a little bit further when you're doing your demographical study for your new restaurant. Uh, What is the next step that really happens next?
1: Well, that's, that's everything that we did. But really, now we have a whole report of data and Mm -hmm. we have to make some, you know, create some meaning out of it. And um, I'm going to give a plug for my organization and we're actually, I'm with the Small Business Development Center and we're a federally funded group and you can find us all the way throughout the country and um, we provide free consulting services for for business owners who are starting their businesses, growing, expanding, who need assistance, um, almost of every kind. We provide a lot of advice. You know, most of us are former business owners or we've run businesses, so we've we've been where you are. (laughs) And and even though my experience wasn't restaurant, I I understand completely how tough it is to run a small business. So, so we provide uh we provide information to business owners for free and and one of the things we can do is help make sense out of this data mm-hmm. and and you know Uh, I I ran all these reports for John and then I started, you know, pulling information here and there and then provided analysis so we could kind of put all of these different potential locations sort of head to head Mm -hmm. and compare them. And, And I think it gave you some clarity as to what had potential and what didn't.
0: It definitely did. In fact, uh, it made me realize that really none of the locations that I had chosen for a third restaurant were really going to be good. So I didn't go ahead and expand at the time, and I just just took a a step back and just concentrated on my one restaurant. And I'm not saying that we're not going to expand more, but I'm just saying right now, The the spots I had chosen weren't going to work, and I'm not going to waste my money on those spots. doesn't mean I'm not going to find a spot that works later on, but I also wanted, that's why one of the reasons why I started this restaurantmastering.com website was so that I can help other restaurant owners or soon-to-be owners figure out if the restaurant location they have is going to work and help them walk through the whole process from start to finish because this is just the beginning this is probably one of the very first things you want to do after you talk to a real estate agent and find a couple different locations like I said and don't get discouraged if you don't if one of the locations isn't what you thought it was going to be and you, you know none of them are going to work like that doesn't mean it's not you're not going to find one that works it just means take a step back relax uh, Continue looking, and eventually you will find a, a place that will work for you.
1: Yeah, that's great advice. Um, don't fall in love with the wrong place, and don't yeah. jump into something that isn't going to work. Um, really analyze it. Make sure you're making the right step. So where can you find some of this data, some of these reports I've been talking about? Um, well, some of them you can go to and get yourself and and They're free, mm-hmm. uh, census.gov. I mentioned that a lot of the data is derived from the census, and and there is a, a website where the information is available, and you can look up um, you know a lot of that geographic population sort of information. Mm-hmm. There's an uh, there's a website that's sort of related to what I do. It's called sbdcnet.org, mm-hmm. and you can get a lot of industry reports there. Um, you can find something sort of uh, on the restaurant industry. Uh, You can also, they have a, a page with already prepared consumer reports. So you're not running your own, but there are some already ready for you. So that's sort of canned and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, if you work with our organization, and I am guessing that many of the SBDCs around the country uh, have access to reports like we do. Um, and and actually, we're getting a lot of them through the libraries. And I want to say, the library is one of the most amazing resources. You know, they are staying relevant and trying to uh, provide information that business owners need. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, the Reference USA, where you can find the different uh, competitive research, the business listings, that's where we access that. Um, they also help us, uh, our Michigan library, we get to uh, a lot of the demographic information uh, and the, some of the psychographic information through them. That's the tapestry, the landscape, mosaic. Those are the customer segment reports. Mm-hmm. Um, uh also universities you know if you are an alum of a uh, nearby university, go to their business library and see if you can access some of the uh, uh, reports that they're subscribing to Ibis World is one and again that's some some in depth um, Industry reporting um, and and can be really key. Not just if you're looking to find the location, but maybe you're taking that next step and going to the bank, and so they'll want to see some of that. Um, And uh, yeah, be sure to uh, oh, let's see where can you find an SBDC. So um, America's Small Business Development Center's. The website is Americas. SBDC.org. There is no apostrophe in that. America's SBDC.org. And find a consultant. Yeah.
0: I definitely would suggest taking advantage of this resource because they are amazing. They help me out a ton, and I'm sure they'll help you out a ton. So thank you for tuning in, and we will talk to you next time. Hey guys, it's John again. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I did and thank you for tuning in be sure to visit RestaurantMastering.com, and if you're opening up a uh, restaurant again click on how to start a restaurant a lot of your resources that you're gonna need and a lot of the steps you're gonna need to take are gonna be right there also it, go ahead and visit the service uh, the services as well you will see a couple of uh, different packages that I offer and I hope to see you again in in another two weeks talk to you soon thanks bye